0: Welcome to Hashtag with Navguzi Chuanuka. This is a place where we help you unravel social constructs, discuss self development in line with mental health, emotional well being, and everything in between that directly or indirectly affects us in the millennial world around us. If you're hearing my voice for the first time and are the kind of person who is not scared of being a better version of yourself, even if it requires you to contradict who you were 24 hours ago, consider this your virtual home. I'm your host, Navguzi Chuanuka, and I cannot wait to engage with you in the various conversations in the rapidly evolving landscape of online marketing staying ahead of the game can be challenging especially for small business owners it is for that reason that i sat with seasoned digital marketing expert James Ogunjimi, to provide you with invaluable insights and actionable strategies. Whether you're a small business owner looking to increase your online presence, a startup founder aiming to build a brand from scratch, or simply curious about the world of digital marketing, this episode is something to add to your midweek to-do list. Let's get into it. James Ogunjimi, have I pronounced it <laughs> right? Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hash Time with Goza Wanuka.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. happy to be here. Thanks Wait. for having me.
0: So we're going to be talking about digital marketing for the most part because okay. uh, it's a new thing. Is it a new thing?
1: Mm, not so new. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a while, but yeah, it's, it's new to it most did, people. It, yeah. Did
0: it have a name then? Because I feel like it's something that I've just gotten to hear about recently.
1: Mm-hmm. it's been a while it's been a while i think it should be i mean it's mostly online there there, there has been instances where maybe they've added maybe this, this this is now part of digital marketing maybe okay we'll not talk seo we'll not talk um email we'll talk um some different aspects of of the entire thing so but the, the main concept the whole digital marketing server has been around for a while
0: mm-hmm. But
1: new features have been added new channels okay this one now forms part of um, digital marketing, this one too is part of digital marketing now, so yeah.
0: So let's get into the conversation with that. Uh, true or false? Yeah, okay. Digital marketing is only for big businesses. True or false? False. Tell me about it.
1: <laughs> false. Okay, oh, I should explain. Oh, okay. So, uh, most times people tend to believe it's for big businesses, but if, if anything digital marketing actually levels or attempts to level the play the playing ground when it comes to marketing there are lots of things as when it comes to marketing that big businesses can afford to do can afford to do have the size of the team to do and that's smaller smaller companies won't be able to do either because of funding or the marketing budget or because they don't have the size to execute that or even the, the the services to execute that so for instance when you look at aspects of digital marketing you see email marketing you see social media marketing you see seo you see SEM, you see um uh, you see digital ads they, are, they are all form part of it so there are things that if you learn as an individual i can do it alone i can i can master this. i can master how to run how to run ads on social media mm-hmm. i can master to do write copies, social media copies, social media content. I can master how to send emails, how to create email automation and things like that. And there are things that I can do comfortably without necessarily breaking the bank. There are lots lots of um, email marketing tools that when you use them, they they, they have plans that allow you to grow. Like for instance, if you have between one, one, one contact to 500 contacts, you don't pay any amounts. It's only when you have scaled beyond 500 contacts, when they believe maybe you should be able to, you should be making money from this now that they start charging you. So those are so those are things that that's why I said it kind of levels the playground for businesses. If you're a small business, you can do it even as an individual. Maybe whether you're a one-person team, to so maybe you have two people on your team or three people, something you can do. So it levels the playground. So no matter you can, for instance, you see companies that have um, that maybe Fortune 500 companies and. They only have 50 likes on their posts, whereas you can be a one person business and you, are, you get 100, 100 likes on your post. Mm-hmm. You're constantly turning out content, you're constantly telling people sign up on this one, and they're doing it. So, yeah, so digital marketing is not only for big businesses.
0: Yeah, how did you get to this space? Because I don't even know if you understand my kind of question, because we're looking at the formal kind of jobs, the, the usual, the ones that we understand on the continent. And mm-hmm. I think you understand the kind of language that I'm using here. How did you get yeah. in the space of digital marketing?
1: Okay, so I started from public relations. Um, I studied industrial chemistry in school. I graduated How as How is as, that as even
0: related?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I started industrial chemistry, but midway into university life, I kind of lost interest. It wasn't really my thing. I started writing from my second year. Mm-hmm. I wrote did some writing that got me into trouble. Like, yeah, so and then I started managing social media from still from my second year actually. So I managed social media, started writing content. I mean, writing came easily to me. So and from there it was easy to transition into different things. So when I graduated. I served, when I went for my compulsory youth service program, the one-year program, I served in the North, in the Middle belt in Nigeria. So I kind of, um, I served in a in the Nigerian Film Institute, so National Film Institute. So I, it kind of aligned with what I was looking for, the whole writing thing. So it was a creative field that I really liked. So when I, when I immediately I left, I finished the service. I, I just started, I started learning. I had already started taking courses on Coursera then actually. I uh, was taking courses on public relations, brand management, product uh, product development, and things like that. So from there, I, I went to LinkedIn one day. And so when I got back, I I, I, started, I was still writing maybe some columns for people, like opinion, opinion opinion stuff. So then one day I decided, okay, I've mastered this thing enough. I've done it enough. I have been creating content for people. So I went to Google and I typed um, 10, 10 best PR agencies, public relations agencies in Nigeria. And then I started sending them messages, mails that, okay, I'm looking for an opportunity to do this. I, I, know, I know how to do this. I've done this. Then I went to LinkedIn and followed up with messages. I got a response from all, almost all of them. That week, I got an offer from two companies. Um, I got an offer from two companies. The second company, I actually did an interview with both of them. The second company did not... I actually preferred them, but they did not reach out to time. So I ended up working with a uh, company called Zebra Stripes it's Zebra, Zebra Stripes Networks a public relations agency and there was that was where I really fleshed things out I was a content and publicity person there and you know you know agencies you get to work on different brands across different industries so I worked on Skywood Car there was a very there was a global campaign like uh, or a national campaign with, that involved Maven Records um, DJ Biggen then was supposed to be our ambassador I worked with The Basement Gig I worked with Premier Bed and different industries So I didn't stay long there before I then moved on to other things. So from there, I wasn't content with the whole idea of just public relations. I understood marketing and I wanted to expand it. So I started taking marketing courses. I was already doing marketing, actually. My work was not restricted to public relations. Mm -hmm. So from there, my next role was as a digital marketing and public relations person. So I was still trying to juggle the whole marketing and public relations. So the role was a digital marketing and public relations role. And from there, I just took off to everything I have to because as I was learning, I was also teaching people. I was, I had a community then on Facebook that was into helping people write better copies. It's called, um, a brief a day. I'm still trying to bring it back, but there's things are very hectic now like before. So it's called a brief a day. You give people briefs, like for instance, I can tell you that, or maybe Dangote is trying to go into the mobile phone business, um, write a copy that captures that like like a flyer, I copy and then flyer. So people will come up, they will submit at the end of the day. Then people will vote. I was running it on Facebook, actually. But there is no time for it again. So that kind of helped people improve. Like some of the people that participated then, they are doing very well now. And it helped me too. And it helped me build a community. So now that was, that was how I got into digital marketing. to marketing and not just digital marketing itself, but marketing as a whole. How long so, back yeah. are we
0: talking about? Which year is this? So we're
1: talking since 2017. We're talking since 2017. That is not so mm-hmm. far. Yeah, so I think I missed after I came back from service then I, I worked with an, an NGO as a programs and communications person but I mean I was still doing the whole influencer marketing thing which is actually another part of digital marketing itself so I was doing a lot of influencer marketing, I was doing a lot of um, managing, I was managing a Twitch chat called um, Monday Tango then so, so it's, it was kind of leading towards the whole marketing and digital marketing thing. So, yeah.
0: And now we're seeing yeah. you going through the process of rebranding. You went from Mandio to Sprinter. <laughs> why are we doing Why are you making us <laughs> migrate like this? Uh, okay, so when I started in
1: Dio Media, in Dio Media was supposed to be just public relations. And at that point, I was not that familiar with all of the things I'm, I'm very familiar with now. I've always believed in technology and using technology to make things better. Whether it's marketing, whether it's the daily life, I'm a very, I'm a firm believer in the power of technology. So when I started in the media, it was just supposed to be PR, online PR, help people manage social media, help them generate buzz. Uh, I was doing a lot of a lot of influencer campaigns then. So, um, but at the point, it kind of it became different for me. For me, the the goal changed. I didn't want to just Run something like services. I wanted to help people do things differently with using technology. This is what I mean. Um, there is there is there is a structure when you when you talk about oh I'm running a firm I'm running an agency. There is a structure that people expect from it. Like oh you're going to be doing everything for them. You're going to be helping them do this consultancy. Mm-hmm. That's that's the word consultancy. And it wasn't some it wasn't the way I saw the. It, that's not the idea I have of the whole thing now. The idea I have of it is yeah help people do things better but. Also provide them with the tools that can help them do it on their own. For instance, what I've realized is that if you're going to work with small businesses, most times they can't afford. They can't afford. Uh, most of them can't afford like to pay the, the charges you're going to. The charges you're going to give because some of these businesses are just starting out. The money they're going to pay you is also is going to be um, money that they should at, the, at that st- at that stage of their business. It's, it's not money that they should be. They should not be churning out money for, for someone to do content, for someone to help them to 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 help them with email marketing or this. this. Of course, they can do it, but it's, if they also have if they also have an understanding of it, it helps. It helps better for them to say, okay, I can do this part, then you can help me with this part. You can do this, so that they don't just at the end of the day throw out all of their profits to hire somebody to do it. Because at the end of the day, one of the reasons why I also decided. So not I don't really work that much with small businesses Is because in the pricing there's a limit to the pricing that you can give someone that's just starting their business Like at the end of the day you're just going to be you're both going to get frustrated because you may end up taking on the project and you won't be satisfied with the pricing and then you you start feeling oh okay uh, how much are you paying and it's bad for both of you so the idea is to be, be able to help them Give them the tools. that, okay, this is how you do it. This is how this is very easy to use. You can do this on your own. You don't have to break the bank. So, for instance, when you look at the popular email marketing tools, we mm-hmm. see Mailchimp, for instance. Mailchimp will tell you that, oh, um, the more the more your list grows, the more you pay. So, like, there is no reason why, as a business, you're just growing and then they're charging you for you're, you're you're paying money because you're like, I mean, the fact that your list is growing does not necessarily mean that your 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 profit is growing. Your list can be growing and you have not monetized it yet. Right. So so there are tools, there are lots of email marketing tools that make it possible for you to run campaigns so that make it possible for you to have, to send as, as many emails as you want, as many, have as many contacts as you want without having to pay per list or per email that you send. So mm-hmm. I have an idea of all these things. I use some of these things. So the idea is to be able to help people get access to it, set it up for them, um, so that they don't necessarily break the bank, whether they're trying to do it on their own or whether they are trying to outsource it to someone. So that was the idea. Is is more of using the sprinter. Is more of using technology to drive marketing than just having someone do it or do all of it for you.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it now makes sense because I was seeing the slogan. Is it a slogan? Do marketing better. Yeah, do marketing
1: better. And yeah. I was like,
0: but he's the one doing it. So why is this? <laughs> I really thought you're just yeah. handling everything on your own. So I was like. Mm. why Why is he using this but now it makes sense when it comes to digital marketing are there specializations like you'd hear i'm a lawyer and someone would ask me what kind of law do you specialize in and probably i'll talk about being a land lawyer or commercial lawyer do you have specializations in the realm of digital marketing and if they are there is there a specific specialization that you deal with
1: Okay, so I'm kind of a generalist. Um, there are people that decide, normally the way it's supposed to work is if you're a digital marketing person, you are you are a digital marketing person. Oh, you're yeah? supposed to understand all aspects of digital marketing. But these days we have people, people decide to specialize, just pick an aspect and say, okay, no, I don't want to be a digital marketing expert on my own. I want to focus on um, maybe... SEO SEO is maybe when you use when you optimize your content your page you optimize it to be discovered and used to be discovered by people organically like for instance let's say you create a, you create you create a post around or oh, five ways to five ways to do marketing better so if someone goes to google for instance and searches for oh five or oh, five how can i do marketing better mm-hmm. so keyword do marketing better is going to be is going to stand out and good is going to make them show Maybe Google show them the contents on your website. And so when they come there, they kind of, um, they, they see the they post they want to read and they can look around and decide to be a, become a customer or client. So some people decide to, 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 to um, focus on SEO, some people decide to focus on social media management. and like all they do is just create content for social media. They're very good at managing social media. They're very good at whether it's on TikTok or LinkedIn or they're very good at all of those things. They can track their, do the analytics, look at what the time that people engage, the time that people that they're like more like most, most likely to post. They measure the they measure everything, the saves, the, res, the shares, everything. And then they put us choose to focus on maybe email marketing. They can use email to they can use emails to convert people, like when people have signed up, when people are on your email list, you send a series of emails to get them to maybe sign up to a service or to a buy a product or things like that consistently. They create your the whole customer journey automation. Like, okay, when you sign up, from the day you sign up, you start getting emails from maybe the second day, then the third day. It's not like they're sending it every day. Of course, some people do that, they send emails manually every day. But most people that know what they're doing, they don't send it manually. They, they can create an automation that lasts for as long as a year. And just getting emails, depending on when you, yeah, depending on when you join a list. For instance, if you join a list now, they can create the automation to last for a year, for a month. So if you don't open the email, there is a, you can start getting other emails. They create is an, is an automation, like if this, if this if the person does this, then send this to them. If the person does not do this, if they have not opened the last five emails, then send this to them. So you get different emails based on how you engage. So that there's that category. Then there's a category of people who choose to run ads like oh social media ads on Facebook, on on Instagram. They understand how to do targeting rights. They understand how to do um the whole interests, all of those things. And then they can then know the copy to write, the offers to put and all of those things. So and when they do that they can use to generate leads, they can use to direct um adverts to maybe a, a website or a landing page or you can use to get people to send messages. So, and then they generate leads with the advice that can go into the email list that an email marketing person can then use to start sending emails to, to convert. Mm-hmm. So there are different aspects of it. So, like I said, some people, some people choose to focus on maybe one part of it and then some people choose to understand all of those aspects because personally, I believe if you want to be a digital marketing person, you should know, you should know all of those things. But of course, it's not everyone that can It's not some people prefer that. Okay, let me just know this part and focus on it. So, yeah.
0: What do you think are the biggest challenges that businesses have when it comes to digital marketing? Okay,
1: so I believe that most of them don't do it right, and there is a lot of bad information out there. Uh
0: Um,
1: Like, and then people believe it's something easy. Everybody, everybody thinks they can do it. You see, you know, mean, places people. Will if see I have
0: post. my phone and I can type, why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, they say it's not. It's not. It's not, po- it not just to post it on Facebook. It's not just to post on Twitter. So people assume that, and then the the reason why I say there's a lot of bad information is because I recently, okay, not recently, I, I found this. out since like two years ago or last year, like. So there's some the section of there's something called follow for follow, like mm. you are you are a business owner on, let's say they do it most on Instagram, like a business owner on Instagram, so you put yourself yourselves in a group, and then you start you start following each other or you just follow you start clicking follow. So if I make a post if I'm part of your group and I make a post on Instagram, all of you like maybe hundred of you will like the post and comment, hey good work, hey you're doing well, uh this is. And then they do the same thing for followers. Like you follow, they follow you in mass and things like that. At the end of the day, it's just bad information. It's not helping anybody. Yeah. And the algorithm can detect it. It's like ten people coming. You, you, if you're trying to get, you're trying to get yourself to, get people to say, um, okay, let me let me buy from this person. It's not by just liking like. And they use specific hashtags. So the algorithm is smart. They know that these things exist. In fact, if you use um, if you use i forgot the name of the tool now. Uh, so that will also that tool will show you there's a follow for follower follow for follow profile um on the accounts, or is there's a like for like activity on the accounts? They they can the algorithm can track it not just the Instagram algorithm, but also external apps. They can track this thing, so they know if somebody if you are if you the followers you have is if you bought them, they know if. You the the likes are getting if they are fake, they know all of these things. So at the end of the day, you are just you are just wasting time. Like every day, every morning, you click like, 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 follow, 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 all those things. At the end of the day, nobody's is seeing the products. If you ask some of these people how many how many of these things they how many of these things they do, you will see that a lot of them they don't they don't they don't they hardly make sales from it. Mm-hmm. They hardly make sales from it because. Because and that's the end goal. If you're not making sales from it, why are you wasting your time just clicking like and all of those things? So and the, the other reason why I said there's a lot of bad information is because when you look at it, um if if they understood how it works, how how the whole thing works, they will realize that for instance, if you if somebody follows you, if you if you deceive someone into following you on social media, yeah, it's not your it's not to your benefit because Instagram even has a has a, has something they do where you can choose to remove somebody from following you. They're not engaging with your posts. Yeah. So, because if they don't yeah. engage with your posts, that it just sends a message to Instagram that your post does not really have, is, is very low quality posts. And then you keep getting low visibility. So, if they understand all of these things, they will realize that if I have 1,000 error, I will probably get, I'll use that 1,000 error to get 100, maybe let's say 100 to 150 followers on Instagram. I will run adverts, proper adverts, and it will target people that are in my, in my niche. Mm-hmm. People that I know that they are really interested in, not people that are just following, people that I know they are really interested in it. So it doesn't cost quite a lot to do digital marketing, but the bad information out there keeps making people make the mistakes and then they, they end up affecting them. So and then one day they just pack up and say, this thing does not work. Social media does not work. <laughs> the digital marketing does not work. So it's just it's crazy. So,
0: yeah. When you talk mm-hmm. about the challenges of the businesses and you talking about the bad information, do you call it bad information? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes, there's a lot for the of bad information.
0: For the bad information, have you mm-hmm. had an experience of consuming that bad information and faced a challenge in your career?
1: Uh so I've seen a lot of that. I recently shared one on Facebook, and there was so much confidence behind the behind the video. Like, is, is that the
0: video that you shared I, I recently? Sorry, is that the video that you shared recently?
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw that, that, that it. Video. I was like, so,
0: this is ash. uh, uh, and it's funny
1: because um, when people share this information what what I realize is when I see somebody saying some kind of recently especially since this chat GPT thing came I see somebody saying nonsense with confidence I just go to chat GPT and I just search for something like this and I realize that most of them get that information from chat GPT when I saw what this lady was saying I was so surprised how can she be saying this nonsense with confidence so I went to chat GPT and I typed difference between growth marketing and um, digital marketing and the same argument she, she pushed if you go if you go to google now if you go to GPT now you enter it there you see the same argument it's the same argument that GPT was making that she made obviously she doesn't know what she's talking about she just went to GPT to create content for her and then she came to push it confidently like oh yeah this is from ChatGPT." <laughs> GPT says a lot of nonsense because it's it's there is there's literally digital marketing for instance the the issue she was addressing Digital marketing and growth marketing—they are different in the, in, the, in the activities are not actually different. But most people want to focus on normally if you're if, you if you're doing digital marketing, you should have an understanding of how to measure things, how to do A and B testing, how to analyze, how to how to do analysis. Like okay, um, maybe these are the number. Like for instance, on my website, mm-hmm. I have uh, I, I track things a lot. I track how people engage. I have Microsoft Clarity, Microsoft Clarity. I can basically watch what you're clicking. Like, if you come on my website, I can see what you're clicking on. Like, not that I'm seeing dot, dot, dot. I'm looking at what you're clicking on, how you're scrolling. So it helps you understand where people are dropping off, where people are having issues, where people just kind of say, okay, I'm not reading again. Mm-hmm. And it helps you optimize. So these are things that you're supposed to understand with digital marketing, but a lot of people choose not to really go into it. They just focus on maybe email or just focus on, I know it's great content. or the, So they're not really going to the analytics part. And then as a, as a growth person, most people, so most of the things that go into growth marketing now is like saying, okay, uh, on one part is because just growth marketing people are more paid. So I feel it's more packaging, like just say, I'm a growth marketer, I'm a growth hacker, and then just throw the money at you. But I also feel that it's also because quite a number of people don't, they don't, they just want to focus on the on the non-technical part of it growth the growth part what growth people are doing is focusing on the technical part of digital marketing like i are focusing on um you know how to do am b testing and b testing is where you can send you can send different for instance you want to send an email out you want to know which one is performing best mm-hmm. so you send you send um two email you send two different email titles for instance for email one you can send um this get this offer within 24 hours for email too, the subject can be, um, um, are you interested in this offer? So you send both emails out and you see which one gets the most, the most opens. So whichever one is open most is the one that people prefer. So you just you stick with that one. So that's basically A and B testing. I can do it for social media. Too. If you want to run ads, you can say, okay, you're going to test three different ads. For instance, A and B testing is be given within with big companies. If you go to, um, uh, meta, I, I've forgotten the name. There is a there is a database for adverts, all adverts that that businesses run on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I think it's Meta Ads. I think,
0: sorry. I think it's Meta Ads.
1: No, no, no. Like the database, there is a database, not the platforms run the ads. There is oh, a okay. database where you see all of the ads that are run. So I, the ads, something I've forgotten. So you can see all of the ads that businesses run. You search for the name of the company, and then you see if they're running an advert. You see. So for instance, if you go to those, those places, and you search for Amazon or Google, you will see that they are running the same, they are running at least five ads with the same content but different pictures. It's because they're trying to find out, oh, which one is working, which which one is working is it the one with this picture, or the one with no picture, or the one with a video, the same content. So, when they are able to identify that, oh, this thing is what this is the one that is working, they stick with it. Sometimes it's with audience, you can target, you can decide that, okay, let me target this audience, this age range, or let me target this interests, this interest or this. So when you target, you can target three different interests. And then when you, you when you see it, you say, oh, okay, maybe this is the one that is converting most, or this is the one that has the lowest cost per click or cost per acquisition. Mm-hmm. And then you stick with that. So that is basically ambitious. So most digital marketing people don't pay attention to that. And that's why most of them, that's why the whole growth market, growth, uh, growth marketing, growth hacking thing, they focus on those things. So yeah. that's why most people say, okay, it's different. and things. So the bad information out there makes people kind of like, people kind of say with confidence and they don't care. So they just check chat GPT. Chat GPT is very helpful, but most people just, <laughs> just because on chat GPT these days, just take chat GPT's word <laughs> and say, okay, I'm running with it.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. What challenge have you faced in your career as a digital marketer?
1: Uh, challenge, challenge, challenge. I would say... You've never first any? With, working, I would say that maybe with uh, working with businesses, um, some of them, of course, they always believe that, oh, it's something I can do. I'm just busy. It's not that I'm busy. It's something I can do myself. Um, if it's and then working in an organized company setting, it helps to know, to understand, to work with people that like to have a boss or colleagues or direct people that you report to that understand how Digital marketing works, and understand the expectations. For instance, if you if you tell it, it, it depends on the company. Like if you are, if you work with a company that does don't have a lot of budgets, and you tell them that oh let's run five different ads to see which one which one works, you're asking that are you crazy? Where is the money? So, <laughs> so it, it helps on that to work with a company that either has the budget for it or is open to experimentation. Understands that experimentation is part of digital marketing, part of running something online. It, it helps work with them and then it helps work with bosses to that understand that, um, that temporary expectations. For instance, people can say, Oh, this advert that we're running, this amount this is the amount we are putting there, and <clears throat> it must make we must make this this amount of money with it. I mean, it's digital marketing, not magic. So, it helps when so it, it helps if you if the person you are reporting to has some kind of understanding of how things even work so that they, are, they already know that it's not like okay. Yeah, this thing is going to work, but it's not going to be an overnight thing. So mm-hmm. this, that's the challenge. Is like I've worked with quite some people, some people that don't understand how how it works. And then on social media, still part of digital marketing. I remember working working for a company back then. Like the you you make a post. Like imagine making a post on social media, and then the CEO of the company is going to people's inbox to thank them personally for liking the post. That's crazy. Like, wow like. And then the, the person will comment, like, oh, am going to be sending them a DM that thank you for liking our post. How are you doing? Like, it's crazy. So, and and then I've worked with someone that believes, like, because everybody believes they can do marketing, like the person will say, hey, my, my my nephew said this is how we should do it. My nephew said this one is not. So, and, but since then I've kind of escaped from that kind of like, if, if you want your nephew to do it, I'm probably not going to work in companies like that again. So, yeah, but it was a really, really big challenge. Yeah. Um, when I was starting
0: out, yeah. When I hear terms like SEO and SEM, yeah. which is something new that I just learned of, they seem mm. complex. How related or different? And co- how, okay, how complex, how related, and how are they different?
1: Okay, SEO is search engine optimization, mm-hmm. SEM is search engine marketing. So, mostly, um, there is for SEO, there is um, there is the on-page SEO, and then off-page SEO, and then there is technical SEO. On-page SEO is like the ones you do where you just, where you put, maybe, if you identify that, for instance, marketing, let's say someone, let's say, do, let's say my keyword is market, do marketing better. Yeah. Sometimes there is like three, the focus keywords can be like three or four, can be up to between two and four, or even one. So... Let's say somebody goes to Google, I know that okay, maybe I've I've done I've done a research, and I know that maybe people that are looking for for marketing services, they are what they go when they go to Google, they search for they search for how can I get a better marketing results or how can I do marketing better or how can I get a better results, something like that. Yeah. Normally there are tools that are used to research that. For instance, there's SEMrush. SEMrush will show you the questions that people are asking in real time. So the what the why, the when. So all of those questions is to categorize it. Like, these are the questions people are asking. So if I enter um, digital marketing on SEMrush, it will show me the questions people are asking around digital marketing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: the most popular posts around digital marketing. So you can use that to create content and then say um, five ways that you're doing marketing wrong or five ways to, let's say your keyword is do, do, do marketing better. Mm-hmm. You can use the create post that are five ways to start doing marketing better. So when somebody goes to Google, so you put you put that in the it should be it should be in the headline. The image you're going to use, you put it in the alternative text part. The in this in the content itself, recommended to be up to 50 words. You will put it at least it should appear at least three to four times in the content itself. So and then it should attend, I, I, I exist in the meta description. So that is kind of like on-page on SEO. Like you optimize the head of pages, the about section, the so that when somebody searches for it, they can easily find. The keyword. you can When they search for the keyword, they can easily find the page. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not something that will just happen automatically because you have set it. You have to be creating content consistently for it to start ranking. Now that's on page SEO. Off page SEO is like when somebody, let's say a company links to you, like let's say I have a website and then maybe a company links, or publishes something and says, and they put the, the link to our website to the Sprinter HQ website and says, um, Sprinter, Sprinter, Sprinter launches, a new, a new name or a new um, Sprinter has rebranded or something like that. And then they put the link to the website that uh, Sprinter HQ has this, done this, this. So that's kind of like off page SEO. Most people, most people get it organically. For instance, if somebody just decides to report about Sprinter, what Sprinter is doing, and then they link back to us, that's kind of like free press. Like you get free backlink to your website. But most people pay for it because, I mean, it's cheaper to pay for it. Like once a company, once a, a website that has very high, high visibility or high domain authority once they link to your website, it kind of increases. It tells Google that you are trustworthy and then it kind of increases your own, the, the visibility of your website gradually. So once you have a lot of backlinks, it will start increasing. And before you know it, you have, it. that's kind of like off-page SEO. Technical SEO too is like, you know, sometimes sometimes if your page is not fast, the page is slow. If you don't optimize images, it affects, it affects um, how the, the it, it affects the visibility. So Google has a tool called the Google... Um, Google Site Kit that you install you can use to test the, the site the speed of your website the mobile and the and the desktop. Right now the speed of my website is very very slow. To open a page the homepage on the website on mobile is like thirteen seconds. That's very bad. For mobile for desktop is three seconds. That's not that's not good enough. But it's still very okay. Now, technical SEO means that you optimize all of those things to ensure that the CSS files all of those things load very well and load very fast so that. The, the files that should be on Google Search Console they are they are, are being indexed and things like that. I know I'm getting too technical.
0: Yeah, I, so. I, I had a website and I was seeing okay. all these things and I was like, what is yeah. going on here?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, would, so, I would create a blog and they're asking me for what what were they saying? Focus was or whatever. <laughs> like what the heck? What's yeah. going on? Can I just put up my posts and that's it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know how to go about it at all. Nothing. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was. It, so, it, so that just that's, that kind of covers it. So yeah.
0: How is it related to SEM? Is, is are they any? Are they, do, do they relate? Yeah. Anyway? Yeah.
1: Okay. So for SEM is so for SU normally for SU you're not supposed to. SEO is supposed to be free. Like it's supposed to be free. But SEM in you know, SEM is supposed to be still the still the, you are still using the same keywords. But imagine this let's say, um, you know when you go to Google and you search for, um let's say you search for pharmacies around mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And then, or you, or you search for the best pharmacies around, best pharmacies in Uganda. And then maybe you see an ad for, you see an advert for maybe, let's say the name of the pharmacy is Profit Pharmacy. You see an ad saying we are the best pharmacy in Uganda, like in the in their headline mm-hmm. or something like that. That is kind of, that is, that kind of falls under what's, SEM is like it's, it's, it's the, it's kind of like a paid version too. So like, for instance, now there's Google Ads. The way Google Ads work is that you can go to Google and you can target specific keywords the way you can go to all other places. Twitter has that feature now too. You can target, you can go to Google and say, oh, I want to target um, I want to target digital marketing. I want to target email marketing. So the way companies do it is that, for instance, there, is, there was a time that if you go to Google and search for MailChimp, it will show you active campaign show you active active campaigns add online on, on top because they have put um, google in their in their in their headline you see something like uh MailChimp, the number one Mailchimp alternative so when you search for Mailchimp, you're finding them when you target your when your keyword is Mailchimp, when you're running another you target Mailchimp as the keyword or do i don't think that you can target specific keywords again but they can, you, can, you can see some like MailChimp Alternative as your headline, as your primary headline and things like that. Mm-hmm. So search engine marketing is kind of how you reach people through those keywords. You reach them, is how you reach people through those um, keywords while you pay for it.
0: When we look at, yeah. uh, is it content marketing? How complex yeah. is it to create something that resonates with, with the audience? Like, I'm thinking it's like... My podcast is very easy for me. I feel like it's very easy. <laughs> I just pick a topic and I know how best to tune the conversation. But when it comes to marketing, it's the same product. Let me say, um, the the OnePlus, a phone. Every yeah. single day, or I don't know, three sixty-six days in a year. How are you creating content to resonate with the audience? How complex um, is that?
1: So I, I think I think. Most times it's about knowing where to look. When you have a strategy around, of course, there should be a strategy around it that, okay, this is what I want to achieve. Am I trying to educate? Am I trying to just drive conversions? Because that is what will inform the kind of content you create. When you have figured out the strategy around it, that this is my content strategy, this is what I want to achieve with it, this is how I want to approach it, it's easy to then know where to look. So if I say that I want to create content that informs people, that educates people on how marketing, on how to do digital marketing, that means that i want to i want to look at i want to create content around okay maybe five ways to do this this three ways you are doing this wrong um experience of this is this and share things like that so most people don't they don't brainstorm the content ideas themselves like there are that's why there are tools like again semrush there is um uber Suggest. there is answer the public there are two different tools where you can just search for what people are what people are looking for because that's the best way to know that you are creating content that is relevant. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you go to SEMrush and they tell you that maybe 20,000 people are searching for this, or in the last month, 20,000 people searched for this. That's a very hot topic. And then you know how to create your content around it. So if 20,000 people search for um, best best email tools of 2023, best email marketing tools of 2023, you know, okay, maybe this, this it's time for me to create something around that line. So you can see that you can create, so that's why if you go to Google, you see a lot of it, a lot of um so, so tools of uh, xyz tools of 2023 xyz predictions of 2023 because people are looking for it people are searching for it so knowing the tools to use to to look for where where people are searching for especially when it relates to trying to influence people's actions people's decisions like okay maybe for instance marketing if you cannot just you cannot you cannot fly blind when you are creating content you have to be sure that oh people are actually looking for this people are actually interested so that when you create the content, whether as a blog post or as a carousel post on Instagram or a video on YouTube or on TikTok, you know that you are creating a content that is actually answering a question that people have been asking. So that's, that's the way I see it.
0: So in your time, do we say you've been active for six years as a digital marketer?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I would say, yeah.
0: What has been the yeah. easiest platform to work with when it comes to digital marketing?
1: I would say Twitter.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Twitter is I was so praying easy. for
0: Facebook.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, Facebook is organic traffic, organic to, to do anything um, on Facebook is, is difficult. So even run ads. Facebook Facebook to run ads on Facebook is easy, is to get people the right people every time that is the problem. For instance, you can run ads on Facebook and you get ten thousand clicks to your website and people will be clicking. But on Twitter you can get, and then maybe out of the ten thousand, out of the ten thousand, maybe from Facebook, you get let's say let's say fifty fifty people that would say take decision maybe to buy something or something like that. Now you can go to Twitter and you run the same ads and you get three thousand clicks to your website, and you get two hundred people that two hundred or three hundred people. Twitter could not waste time; they don't they don't ask plenty of questions. If you run an advert on Twitter, Twitter adverts are more expensive. You have to spend you have to spend quite a lot, but they convert. For instance, there is a campaign I'm running currently where you're spending, like, at least, and that's the least, you're spending maybe, let's like say, $10 per day or $20 per day. Wow. And, but it will convert. It will convert. They won't ask you too many questions. Like, they will just go straight and do what you... But Facebook, someone can come to your inbox and say, what can I do for you? Like, somebody that you are running that clicks on your advert, and then you say, oh, how can I help you? The person will say, have you helped yourself? Like very crazy people on Facebook, so Instagram used to be better, but do, Instagram's targeting options are very very restricted, even with the Meta Ads Manager, very restricted. But Facebook has a lot of targeting options, but the conversion is still very poor. The audience, they they ask, they ask too many questions, and they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily fall in line. But Twitter has what makes Twitter so good now, and despite Elon Musk's many problems, what makes Twitter so good is that. Twitter has managed to integrate for their advert options. We Twitter shouldn't managed forget integrate. it's
0: now X. It's complex. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Now
1: X, yeah. <laughs> so Twitter has managed to integrate the features that Google Ads have. That Google, Google wow. Ads uh, Google Ad has. So for instance, on Google, you can target keywords. Like on Twitter now, you can do that. What it means is that I can look at your follower. If I know that you have, I, you have the followers I'm looking for, I can put your, there's a space where I can target your followers. I can put your hashtag, your hashtag, your own, your own sorry, your own um, username. I can put it as on the, uh, on the, there's a space for it to, to put it. And it will start showing my adverts to all of your followers. Twitter has that functionality, yeah. Wow. It will start showing my, my adverts to all of your followers. So it's crazy. So it's, and then I can target, for instance, if you have, if you have mentioned, I can target people that have mentioned podcasts on Twitter like you can you can use keywords target. So if you have ever mentioned podcasts, I can run an advert that you should start seeing my adverts. I can target you like that. So it's it's it has a lot of like it's very easy. So if somebody is interested, they click on it and they move. They will see the people that you want, they're going to see your adverts. So that's mm-hmm. just it. Yeah. So it's Twitter for me.
0: Are you now? <laughs> Twitter is very complex for me. X is complex. Yeah, if
1: you're if you're doing it, I find it or, hard to understand. If you're running organic, even my even me, I don't think I've got I've gotten a lot of engagements. If I tweet myself, I will probably get zero zero likes <laughs> or the But if some but people no, people regularly take my posts, they will take my post to Twitter. They will tag me and then they will get a lot of engagements. I don't I, I just don't know I don't know. But if it's Facebook. If it's, if I'm doing organic stuff like just be myself, yeah, it's Facebook business is twitter or instagram twitter especially mm-hmm. yeah
0: i assume that your kind of work is mostly remote correct me mm-hmm. if i'm not mm, right
1: hybrid yeah <laughs> it's a hybrid
0: okay It's hybrid. so, yeah. so okay with a hybrid let us also work with a hybrid if it's a hybrid how do you do this work-life balance how do you manage that because I assume if it's oh. now, if it's a hybrid, I'm imagining mm. you have been present physically at the workstation where you've been. And then you have to go home and you think of something like constantly, 24-7 working. Mm. How do you manage the work-life balance? Um,
1: okay, so the, the whole work-life balance thing, especially when, you, when, you're, when you're dealing with digital stuff is... It is not is is something that maybe you have to be deliberate about. Sometimes it does not really exist <laughs> because um, it helps to schedule things. But no matter how much try to avoid it, it does not really exist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, but I found that it helps to. I always have I have a notepad. I have on my phone, of course. I don't know. So I, I'm very bad at writing with with a pen. I don't know. i have always been bad at pening. So, but I, I I always like to keep my notepad there so that if I if I think of something I can just quickly type it and then I can go back to it later and say okay this is how this is this and then I can flesh it out later if it's a content or it's an idea for a campaign or something I can flesh it out later but well, at the moment I can quickly write it down so that it does not disappear but beyond that most times you have to work late, you have to do a lot of work of course it does It does not, I don't really help myself most times because sometimes I delay with doing some things and then I have to work late into the night with it
0: Yeah. but
1: most times it helps just quickly write it down, then maybe you can go back to it. Else you'll spend all your day working. So
0: yeah. doesn't that cause you to burn out?
1: Um uh, if I I can't I not even count how many I can't remember the last time. It's now that I'm, I'm making deliberate efforts to 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 balance things because I'm always I can't remember the last time a week went by when I did not fall sick. I can't remember. So it's always wow. very hectic. And then because of because of the volume of the work. I recently had someone new join, came in as my assistant then. So she had kind of made the load kind of lighter, but I mean, there's still a lot to do. There's still a lot to do, so.
0: How do you take care of your mental health? Ah,
1: that's, <laughs> a, that's another story entirely. So, so, so I, 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 um, I have um, ADHD, diagnosed actually. ADHD. Oh, yeah? So I've been on medication for since late last year or early this year, I've been on medication, but I was trying to push it, like just try to power through it. But I realized that it's very difficult to power through it. Um, I tried it: use Notion, use Google Calendar. Like I plan my day to the last to the last minute, like this is what I'm going to do at this minute. This is what I'm going to do between 10 to 11 days. So I tried to plan like that. But even despite all of those things, it's still a war to try to catch up. So what I've been able to do is I just I realized that I had to just go on medication. So I spoke with um, two of my friends um, that I knew. You, I, I'm sure you know one of them, Obi Osugo. She's on. She's she she is She talks mental health on Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she, she was the one who helped um, me get. She actually wanted me to see. I was supposed to talk to. I spoke with the doctor, like a psychologist, but I was supposed to go and see to have some sessions with a therapist. But the man was out that there are a lot of people that I don't know what they're doing. The first conversation I had with him, it was supposed to be a session, like a seven, uh, to be like seven sessions. The first conversation I had with him was saying, Oh, ADHD, that's only in children. I just realized, that, okay, no, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about.
0: Are you serious? That is only in <laughs> yeah. children?
1: <laughs> yeah. That so is crazy. Was that, so, yeah. It was, it was OB herself that paid for the, for the first session. I just, she, was, okay, she was supposed to pay for the first session. I had a preliminary call with the man. So I was, she was supposed to pay for the search. In fact, she sent me the money that no, I must go, I must do this. I said, okay, I will go. So I, when, I, when I told her what the man said, she just said, uh, that one is is a waste of time.
0: Oh my uh, I goodness. Have so she
1: refused to collect the money. She refused to collect the money back. I ended up using it to eat pepper soup. So she was she was kind of like the force behind going to get to go on medication, like... Myself and I don't know if you know the other person, Nkiru Njoku. She's no, a filmmaker. I
0: don't know how. Oh, she's a
1: filmmaker. She's based in the UK. And she's she was, she's on medication, so she has ADHD too. Like has is even common. Has is complex too. So she, there were the two people that were kind of on my neck about getting the drugs going, starting to take medication since the whole trying to it yourself wasn't working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So since then, I've been taking I've been taking drugs, atomoxetine. I, I opted for non stimulants because it's very easy to get hooked on stimulants. So for now I'm still pushing by with the non stimulants. But yeah, it has helped. So yeah, I was that for mental health. <laughs> but yeah, so I asked the
0: question uh, and I, I did not part, see that coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I didn't I see it coming. It. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Besides the calendar and medication is there any other way you take care of your mental health? You emotional well-being as well for you to able function as a digital marketer mm,
1: i think like i said it's there it, it, it has to become you have to be deliberate about it because there will always be something to do yeah as well i found there will always be something to do so and for someone like me sometimes you can go without working like just you don't feel like doing anything and then one day you just wake up and then for two three days straight you just want to sit at the laptop and just walk late in the night um, I remember, like, there are nights that I don't even sleep till daybreak. I just wake up. If I have to go to work the next day, by the time it's 5 a.m., I just feel, oh, if I sleep now, I'll, I'll, I'll get to work late, and I don't want to do that. So I just decide, I can go through the entire day without sleeping for two days. And um, so it, you have to be deliberate about it. So these days, I've been trying to be deliberate about it. Like, once it's this time, I just try to go to sleep, or once it's this time, I don't do this, I don't do that. So, and then, I try to sometimes I try to drop boundaries because most times um the there was time I was I was using a scheduling tool then too because if you if if you tell people sometimes people just expect people can just message you like or uh, like immediately they want you to do this, this thing immediately, like things like that. So and when you tell them no, it kind of looks like, oh, okay, this is so I tried to draw draw those boundaries. I created a scheduling tool, then of course you know now people will say, Oh, Oh, you are so proud, you are this, but
0: <laughs> you
1: yeah. can't stop telling anybody that. So the one that understands that, oh, if I don't do this, I can't function. I can't take every request. I can't. So, so yeah, the whole scheduling tool thing works too because then you have, you have to actually reach out and say, oh, pick a time that works for you. And if I send you the link and you say, oh, you are too proud, of course, we are not going to have any, we are not going to talk anything now. Yeah. We will both, both lose. So that was, so that's that how I was relating with people then. Um, so at least to protect to to ensure because if I for instance if I have to do something between ten and eleven and I I put it off I don't do it I mean I that may derail the entire day for me that's how it is for me so mm-hmm. even despite the drugs even with the drugs it, derail, it can derail the entire day for me so I have to kind of put some kind of. Um, boundaries there. I think I'm saying kind of a lot.
0: No, (laughs) come on now. No, you're not. It just makes it easier for for us to understand where you're coming from with everything. When you mention your experience, do you feel like some organizations or the clients that you work with need to figure out ways of being support networks or systems for the people that they're contracting to create some uh, content or digital marketing services for them is it only uh, drawing boundaries uh, uh, or there is more um, that can be done from them
1: yeah I, I think there is more that can be done but i don't think those companies are going to commit to that i think the most the companies that um companies that like agencies generally companies that act as agencies or firms or the provide consultant services or like basically companies that that's companies are that source things to they they are, they are the mercy of the companies because most times it's even worse for when i was in the public relations um, industry in mm-hmm. the public relations agency a company can tell you something can happen like this a company can tell you "Oh, we want this thing." they can call you 12 12 o'clock in midnight and tell you that oh, we need this thing that's how agencies are they are very companies are very brutal when it comes to agencies and if you don't deliver they will, they will, they will get it they will put it to other companies that's the way it works. so most times they are the mercy of these companies and it's terrible and it's not just maybe like a Nigerian or an African thing. I've seen a lot of memes a lot of content around around from foreign companies, foreign agencies that show that that's how companies do generally a lot of people I don't know why but that's how most of them do. like they can you can send something like oh approve this like do you like this or approve this and they won't give feedback for three days and then they just come in the midnights and start saying oh we need it in the next two hours. So and then you have to deliver now the clients. So a lot of work. So it's very fast paced. Like people say that tech is fast paced, but I would like to think that agencies, like agencies, like the like PR or marketing or ad agencies, they do quite a lot of work at like impromptu work a lot because you have to keep up. Else, the company will look elsewhere.
0: That give I am I'm imagining <laughs> that that wasn't <laughs> yeah. someone's. Health, like when you when you think nah, about mental health crazy. or emotional well-being, because now I'm it's seeing crazy. someone who is struggling with anxiety. I'm going to sleep, but mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I don't want to miss the message that is asking yeah. for work in two hours. Like bro, it's midnight.
1: <laughs> it's, it's terrible, but they are the mercy of the company. So,
0: oh my goodness, what advice then do you have for someone that wants to enter digital marketing? At some point, I thought about doing it but I don't want to be cold at midnight.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, I would say, I would say it's to consume the right kind of information. There's, like I said, if you get bad information from the start, you're going to, it's going to form a very bad foundation for you. And um, while I share, I share information online, I I still encourage people to, at least, there are lots, I mean, there are established people in the industry. Mm -hmm. Some of them are foreign, some of them are Nigerians. I found that the ones I've read in Nigeria, while they know what they're doing, sometimes they put some kind of, they try, they take some liberties that would benefit you as an experienced marketing person, but for someone that is just starting, if they take those words as rule, as, oh, this is how it should be done, they're going to get derailed. So I always encourage people that, okay, read books by foreign experts, like, there are lots of them, lots of them, and they really helped me too. Like, there are books, like, uh, oversubscribe, all these things, like, very, very well-written books that are rooted in actual research, and that you see that you see the review yourself. So I always tell people that they should read those things. And then there are lots of courses. I wouldn't encourage someone to that you want to learn digital marketing for the first time. I wouldn't encourage YouTube. I wouldn't encourage Udemy. I want to look at places like edX. I want to look at Coursera because they have more structured courses on YouTube. It's not that like the person doesn't know what they're talking about, but sometimes, like I said, some of them take liberties. They say some things that if you're just entering the space, you may not. You may it may derail you. And but for an experienced person, you can watch it and you know that okay, you can you know what to take and what not what not to take.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, but if you want the structured learning, structured learning, you should. If you are just starting out, you should have the structured learning, like proper proper curriculum, proper all of those things. And that's you can only get that from places like maybe edx, um, Coursera, because they have they have courses from professionals, from Google, from uh, Meta, from Amazon, from from even from univers- top universities, University of London, IE Business School. So mm-hmm. you can hardly go wrong with things. So when you have mastered it, you can then look at UTO, you can look at eden because some of those places too, they have very, very brilliant ideas, very brilliant perspectives that will change how you do digital marketing. But it's important that you get off on the right foot with the structured knowledge. Then when you have mastered that, you can then go into maybe learning the technical parts and the likes, and then you can, if you look at this, there's a lot of um, value on Instagram. When you go to Instagram, you see uh, you see some, some posts, but some of them are also very wrong. You see some of them, they'll share tips and things like that. Some of them are very, very good. Some of them are not good enough. So, but when you have the foundation, a uh, good foundation with um, maybe that you've learned on established platforms, it's easy to it's easy to catch along, to be able to know what to see and what to, um, to, what to take and what not to take, so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: How do you envision the digital marketing space? What does the future look like, especially for businesses? What are they supposed to be preparing themselves for?
1: Of course, technology is going to, form. is going to be a huge part of digital marketing going forward. More businesses will be able to do it themselves. They'll be able to get things done on their own. For instance, I was looking at, um, I was looking at, I, I, I came across something last, when, when this was thing started, I think earlier this year, the platform called Gamma.app, this platform basically was like ChatGPT, but it creates your pitch deck for you, like can create a pitch deck, like presentation for you, whether it's a pitch deck, whether it's a presentation for course for a course or something. Like it, it puts the images, like in real time, like it puts the images, put the content. And personally, I feel it's even better than ChatGPT because it creates everything for you. The content is more relevant to you than what ChatGPT brings out. It's smarter than ChatGPT. I don't know if it was built to ChatGPT, but it's smarter than ChatGPT. So... Um, so the, a lot of that is going to happen because now, if as a digital marketing person, if as a digital, market, if as a business owner, you can do that. You can create a pitch deck in five minutes. I mean, this thing costs like I think twenty dollars per month. Is it twenty dollars or twenty-five dollars per month? And you have unlimited. You can create unlimited documents. You can edit it and all of those things. Like just click, just put your idea there, then list it. You can list, touch this point. You can, for instance, if you want to create a pitch deck for, let's say, for funding, you can say. Um, the problem, the solution. The problem we are solving. or oh, sorry. The problem, the solution we are proposing. The marketing plan, the sales plan, the team, the business, and then it's to create the content under itself. Everything with image and everything relevant images. If you say that you're in Nigeria, to show Nigerian images. If you say that you're in the UK, to show you to show white people. So it, it does all of those things flawlessly. So as a business owner, this is something that you can do on your own. I understand that even in terms of creating, you know, design is a part of, is a huge part of social media, a huge part of digital marketing. I understand that there's a platform that is taking the same approach that Gamma is using, taking the same approach to, like, for instance, you can you can you can create like, oh, I want to write, I want to create the content. Like, oh, my flyer is about my flyer is about food preparation, and then it creates the flyer for you. All you have to do is just edit the edit the date, the time, the the speaker, or something like that, and it that's created the flyer for you based on your own colors. And the color, your own brand color. Uh-huh. So it's changing the whole landscape. Canva, for instance, has all of those features. Canva has a stuff where you can it can create content for you too. That's a that's a content creator software now. You can also decide to look at a picture on Canva like on a design and change the change the picture to something you want. Like just tell it to create, come up with the picture itself. So and then you can tell it to create the content for your maybe content around maybe your pitch deck or something like that. And create the pitch deck for you, although it's not as it's not as advanced as gamma.app so all of those things are going to change how content is done. ChatGPT is going to change how content is being written, although you still have to show, to be sure that it's working well or things like that. Um, it's something that copy.ai was doing before, but it was struggling to do. So ChatGPT is changing that space. So AI technology, all of those things are going to change how people, how businesses do things. You'll be able to do a lot of things yourself. So, and that is also one of the approaches that, that was why uh, Sprinter is more technology driven because now we don't want to just concern ourselves because you can do it on your own now. So, why don't we just help you set up and help you set up and understand how you are going to use those tools? So, if you want people to do it for you, yeah, we're going to do it. But if you also want people, if you also want to know how to use technologies, you want to you want to be able to use technologies, you want that technology yourself, I also do that for you. So, it is kind of like the future for marketing and for digital marketing. Uh, so, people will be able to do things on their own, and technology is going to play a huge role.
0: Doesn't that kill creativity? just
1: sit back and let computers do stuff yeah okay so another thing that I think I noticed is that when it comes to ChatGPT, GPT I don't enjoy using ChatGPT GPT personally.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: enjoy using in terms I've tried to write charge GPT it kind of I mean it was exciting at first like everybody was saying oh this is a wow I mean sometimes it's, it's like you said it hinders creativity um a lot of people were excited about ChatGPT GPT when it first came out like oh is this possible how is this possible so the reason is for me as a writer I find it restricting, like, it does, not, it does not really, I mean, sometimes you can tell it to, people use it for ideas, most people I know that are writers, use it for ideas, mm-hmm. just come up with, oh, okay, maybe five things, maybe if you want to make a, a list, like, oh, five things to write about, you can easily then say, okay, I've, I have an idea of what's, of the content I'm going to write, uh, I'm going to write, so you see that, and then you start writing it, but for, to, to actually have ChatGPT write it is very, very restricting, like, I don't see how I can enjoy it, mm. um, but, I don't say I can enjoy it. So, I think for for business owners, it's going to help them. I mean, people that normally they don't, they don't, they are not fans of writing. There are people that say, oh, it's not just, it's because I'm busy, I can actually write on my own. Well, they'll be able to do that now. So, I think it will help businesses. They'll be able to do all of those things. But for writers, people who enjoy writing, I don't think that it's going to change much for them. They will still want to do copy on their own. And in a lot of ways, Chad still doesn't have that. It still doesn't have that. Can still not capture the emotion, but it's still very drab, very very bland. So, um... so that's still not going to until until they're able to maybe get it to start being to be able to capture the emotion, capture <laughs> real. Life. In fact, when you, when you tell Chajibiti to tell you a story, the story is always is always very bland. It's always very bland. So it's like just just straightforward, like no, it does not really have the sauce. So. um so, I think for now, people that write that enjoy writing will still continue to write, create content the same way. businesses on their, on the other hand, one man businesses it will make it, it will make life easier for them
0: mm-hmm. so yeah, what do you think that we may have left out before we close this episode?
1: Um, I'm mm-hmm. thinking that we pretty much covered a lot of things already, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And how do people yeah. get in touch with you if they want to have your services? So our
1: website is sprinterhq.com, www.sprin- www, okay, yeah, it's three. <laughs> www.sprinterhq.com. So you'll be able to, you see a contact there, you can schedule a call, there's email there, there's the phone number, and schedule a call and of course be available. So yeah.
0: What is HQ? I mean, imagine in my head, I was like, is this headquarters?
1: Yeah, it's headquarters. So <laughs> um initially it was supposed to be I mean sprinter.com is taken. I would have preferred sprinter.com, but it looks like this it's a very popular name. Oh yeah. And for things like that. Yeah. For things like that, if you decide to go and buy the domain, they can tell you to go and bring five hundred thousand dollars or things like that. So people buy those domains and then they just pack it somewhere, waiting for you to come one day to come and buy and then they just bill you straight up. So that was what I opted for. I actually bought sprinter.co before, sprinter.co, but then I decided to go for sprinterhq.com. So, yeah.
0: All right. Thank you so much, James, for giving us your time and sharing your expertise.
1: Yeah.
0: I hope someone has (laughs) walked away with something to learn. Hope so, too. Thank you so much for staying with us to the very end. And if you loved, 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 loved this episode, do me a favor and hit the subscribe button in your podcast platform of choice. Also, feel free to share your insights about what connected with you on social media and tag us. We are at hashtag we on account, Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, our handle is at hashtag twitter x oh jesus on x our handle is at htnk podcast or you can use the hashtag htnk Instation do marketing better